welcome to the Building Design Primetime Podcast. Focused on providing valuable information for anyone looking to undertake a new build or extension project. We'll share our tips, tricks and stories from a building designer's perspective. Welcome to the Building Design Primetime Podcast. Once again, we are welcomed by Frank Geskus. Hey, Amelia. Hey, Frank. And we've got a special guest on today. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, Amelia. One of our building design specialists. How are you going on this lovely Friday afternoon? Very good. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Well, what are we going to be talking about today, Frank? Granny flats. They're a big thing at the moment. And they're for more than just grannies. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Tasmania, the state government is providing a little bit of funding, incentives for people to put granny flats in their front or backyard or wherever they choose to put them, um, to encouraging to rent them out and not too many restrictions. I guess that's due to a lot of the um, shortages in housing. Oh, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a great idea. There's lots of advantages doing it, but even before this came out, granny flats are still a really cool idea. I know on the mainland, they're huge. They make a you know, big difference, getting the, uh, especially getting the elderly parents, because I know previously we had to have elderly people in it with some of the planning, the older planning schemes. Yeah, it's just made it a lot easier, hasn't it? Like they're more encouraged to have yeah. granny flats. So granny flats or secondary dwellings. Yes. Little houses. Little uh, houses. Basically yeah. permitted in most zonings, I think. Yeah, as long as you meet the setbacks. Yeah, yeah, meeting the setbacks, but not as difficult as it used to be. Oh, yeah, prove that's a granny flat. Or the carport is part of the granny flat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Used to have to fight the planning departments on some of their interpretations. That's right. But, of course, you have to keep it under 60 square metres. Yes. Which is a little bit of a challenge in itself. Well, especially when they ask for more than what you can fit in there. That's exactly right. Well, and you've been telling me you can get three bedrooms into no, a granny no. flat. Well, hang on. The, the client <laughs> wanted it. And as I said, and there I weren't said, quite three bedrooms, it. like three slots. Go <laughs> <laughs> up the hallway, there's three slots in there. It was ridiculous. Yeah, creative, we will say. Oh, gee, even that's <laughs> creative. Yeah. Two bedrooms, two bedrooms, living, dining, kitchen, bathroom. But, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. You know, we can... We can do this without having to go through everything required for a multi-res application. Yeah. And gives you, I suppose, a little bit more uh, freedom with your property as well, that you can put this in, potentially earn more income, or you've got a place for children to stay, teenagers. Yes. And I bet you that's going to happen in a bit more in the future, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, you reckon your kids are going to stay at home a bit longer? Yes. <laughs> I'll be putting a granny flat in the back. <laughs> I, I think then you're looking move, forward to it. Then you're going to move into it. <laughs> yeah, because it'll be like seven star. Oh, of course. Beautifully yeah. warm. Yeah. <laughs> Soundproof. Yeah, yeah. I won't oh, hear them. I was sharing that customer came in a couple of weeks ago and they're doing exactly that. They've got an old 60s style house, enough room in the backyard. They're going to put a granny flat. She wants to move in there and she wants to rent the house out. And then she can pay off her, her loan. If you can build this at the right price, the income from the house will you know, kind of accelerate uh, paying off the loan. It's amazing, isn't it? It gives you the opportunity to make some more money. And if you're willing to downsize and live in a small... And, you know, they can be incredibly well-designed as well. It's yes. not just something that's plonked on your block. You know, they can be really, really clever. Yes. And, you know, potentially more joy for you than living in a larger home, less cleaning, less tidying. Gee, you're selling it. <laughs> I'm keen. <laughs> 
<laughs> I need to build one, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm just really excited about the prospect of people living in things that are smaller, potentially warmer, less energy to heat, cool, everything really. Like as long as you're okay to live in something that's much smaller than what we're probably used to living in at the moment. But it doesn't mean it can't be innovative. No, absolutely. And I think that's part of it when you're put into a smaller space and we've spoke, seen the, the tiny home movements. Correct. You know, on trailers yes, and stuff. Yes, and they're, of course. they're even smaller again, they're next level. We've done a couple of shipping container homes, yeah. which was just one shipping container. Yes. Uh, it was a single bedroom. And it's everything in between, isn't it? It is, yeah. And you, you really work out just how much that extra little bit of square meterage means to you. Uh, but also the 60 square metres is a good limit as well. It forces you to be quite creative That's with right. it. And there's a really hard limit on that. Well, we've just done one. It's got a massive deck yeah. and roof over it. Yeah. and the, <laughs> So you've got this outdoor <laughs> space. And that's, for, for these people, that was really important to them that they had this outdoor space as well, looking over the farm. Well, it's wonderful, isn't it? If you've got that outlook as well, then you are probably quite happy to live in something a little bit smaller as well because you can get outside. D- doesn't it fly in the face of other people that mm-hmm. want to build 40 square homes for two people? And it's their choice. Look, in the day, it's everyone's choice to do build what they feel comfortable with or what they like. Absolutely. You know, and this is no different if you want to live in something smaller and guaranteed it's going to be warmer. Oh, definitely, definitely. As we've found, as you've seen as well, the smaller the house, the easier it is to get really high star ratings on these yeah. because even with larger glazing, but there's only so much of it you can have in a small That's house. Right. But But you get smarter on how it operates, where you put your laundry how you do your bathroom, you just get smarter with it. And they're well insulated, well sealed, yeah. really comfortable living spaces. Exactly. It's not necessarily a big compromise in some cases. No, that's right. Yeah, and it depends, uh, I suppose, what you're used to living in as well because it wasn't that long ago where 100 square metres was quite a, a reasonable house. house. Three bedroom, one bath, yeah. living, and it was normal. And it still is normal in a lot of cases, and, and that's fine. The expectations have gone a little bit further now. That's right, yeah. And now we were only talking about this, yeah. the expectations. But I reckon those expectations are going to pair back. The interest rates it's, and just the sheer cost of land and the cost of building is going to push that back to simpler, smaller housing. And it may not have the double garage hanging off the side. That's right, it might not. So that's, you know, that's an exciting thing in itself. You know, I'm always interested in doing... Um, you know, more interesting builds and smaller and, you know, things that are, are just better. So, you know, better in terms of construction and Simpler star rating construction and too. all of that. Absolutely. And products you choose and all yeah. of those. So obviously if you're building a smaller house, you might have more money or something to explore other products or... Or a style. you wouldn't use. Or style. Because certain styles cost a lot more. They do. You know, and if you like a certain style, and I've spoken before about the old Scandi barn look. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, they are definitely more expensive to build. But if you downsize and you get the look that you want, you can certainly achieve all that. That's right, very clever. Yeah, yeah. Just be more smarter with it. But th- there are some challenges with granny flats as well when you put them onto existing sites. So the not liked units, as in multi-residential. Correct. So that means you all share the water you share the power. That's exactly right. So finding, obviously, you need to have your own metres for those so that you know what you're spending. As we discussed earlier, we don't want one of those situations where you have to contribute one-third to the yeah, power. Yeah, because you use <laughs> your sprinkler <laughs> yeah. and you wash your car rather than go to the car wash and all this. 
You have too much lawn to water. That's right. You (laughs) start dividing it up. (laughs) People can get a bit petty. Will you leave your lights on all night? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Start neighbourhood wars. Oh, exactly. Checkmeters are a good thing. That's right. That's right. And also you have to share parking. And because it's not a multi-res development, you are supposed to share all of those items. Yeah, and this is more like when you're renting it out. That's right. Yeah. That doesn't stop people Airbnb it or stays or whatever you want to use. Yeah. I mean, you can do that as well. Yeah, which is just excellent. You know, it just allows you to be able to take control of that as well, doesn't it? You know, if you are willing to have people staying in your front yard, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. And in, in Launceston, it's funny, from where we're based, there are a lot of places where houses are so set back so far, you've got these massive front yards, and you could certainly pop in a granny flat. Well, if, you, if you're just scrolling through real estate, you would see that there are so many blocks in Launceston already set up perfectly for granny flats because we're used to living on a piece of land that has a reasonable front yard. The quarter a acre block. backyard. That's yeah. exactly right. But a lot of us now probably don't have the same use for that backyard that we probably did. Yep. Um, especially if you're anywhere near the city and there are parks or... Yeah, true. ...something like that, then... You know, it might be an opportunity for you to do something with the backyard other mm. than have a lot of grass that you don't want to mow. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? We're excited by this, right? Yeah. You know, I know on the mainland, they've been doing this for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're a little bit behind the times <laughs> yeah. here, aren't we? I think we're always a little bit behind <laughs> the times. Yeah. Like dual occupancy buildings. The planning departments don't know what they are, but on the mainland, they're a really great option. They're similar to the granny flats, but it's all under one roof. Mm-hmm. It's a really clever way of getting your house plus... Uh, another uh, space to rent or for a parent to move in or kids or whatever it may be, what you choose to do. So dual occupancy is just unheard of here. So it will come. We've just got too much space to use. Well, that's right. We've always had that luxury, haven't we? We've had the space. And we've been able to have blocks of land this size. And that's what you come to expect. Yes, very much so. Now, if you want to live anywhere near the city... Yeah, man, hasn't that shrunk up? Yeah, you're having to start looking at these kind of options, smaller backyards, um, better designed private open space, potentially walking outside of your boundaries for public open space. Yeah, yeah that's tr- very true. It's still... People have this... You've got to get over certain mindsets. Oh, and it's not for everyone, absolutely. Yeah. A granny flat is not for everyone. Like, if you are absolutely not interested in having people in your backyard, then... A granny flat is not for you. No. If you're already upset by having neighbours in close proximity. Well, also, you may not want your family there. Absolutely. You know, have the mother-in-law there. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, I love my mother-in-law. She's awesome. <laughs> Just putting that in. My mother-in-law, she could live with me now in the house if she wants to. Get rid of, get rid of your husband? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'd have a very flat. clean house if my mother-in-law moved oh. in. Yeah, yeah. Be clean all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mother, so, mother-in-law in the... Backyard, babysitters on hand all the time. I'd be quite happy with that. Wow, you got that figured out. Yeah. Then you'd be able to have a bigger wine collection too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you wouldn't have to compete to against that. the beer and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so what other advantages do you think there are for the granny flats? Well, that is nice what you say, in particular with parents being able to move in as well. Because we, you know, Tasmania, we've got some ageing population. And yeah, I think we've got the oldest population in the country. Yeah, and so a nice transition into potentially a home which people aren't ready for or... Or stay at home. Stay at home. Um, but with independence because independence. you've got your own space. But imagine you can design it to suit their age. 
you know, we've spoken about the livability housing Australia standard, you know, which gives you access in all these different levels for for staying in your house for much, much longer. You know, set the bathrooms up, the doorways, all the spaces for them to be there. That's exactly and, right. And I hate to say it, but it's reality, good access for the emergency services when you need it. Yes. I have with my parents and this house drives me mental because trying to get, it's my dad, I'll be honest, trying to get him out of the house and yeah. it's just awkward, horrible because the way the house is and how the yard is set up. It's terrible. What age is their house? Uh, 1968. So all individual rooms, small Huge doors. hallway, narrow, yeah. L-shape. Yeah. And even going around the whole outside's hopeless. And, yeah. And we've had to do it a number of times. I've had to help them. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, it, but that's the reality. We, just, we don't think about trying to get a gurney through the house. No, of course not. No. But if you've got elderly parents, and we've done this, you know, yeah. for houses, for Liberal Housing Australia Standard, to either silver, gold, platinum. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that in mind, it makes it easier for them to come in, get out. It's mm-hmm. less traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the elderly people, you know, so we can do a much better job of this. And I'm not an expert in this area, but from the projects I have worked on, it's really not difficult to achieve some of these levels no. as well. No, so it's really just kind of small things that are done at the beginning of the design process that can alleviate all of it. And it's not a huge cost, and you can keep your parents with you, and you keep an eye on them. That's right. They can keep an eye on your kids. <laughs> Door openings, you know, level thresholds into spaces yeah. as, as much as you can. And it you know, yeah. it makes a really big difference. I, I think we've only ever done one or two of them. That's what it makes it amazing. You know, uh, oh, granny LHA. flats for LHA. Okay. What yeah. about um, non-granny flats? You've you have done that as in integrated into the house, yeah. house design, yes. Yes. Actually, I got asked to do a look at a project. They're calling it a multi-generational house. Yeah, okay. Mum, daughter granddaughter live there and allow for all of them but then to be able to grow into the house as well interesting very interesting yes yes i love the idea of the house growing with people i do too yeah i think it's probably a lot more common in other cultures than what it yes. is here in australia but yeah. i think possibly we're going to see more and more of it you know with affordability of houses and all of that sort of thing absolutely when you have you're forced to stay at home for a lot longer oh don't say that <laughs> <laughs> I think of the age of my kids. <laughs> I've already got one out. That's all right. <laughs> but it's a re- it's the reality, isn't it? That people have to stay home for longer, even in Tasmania, where realistically, when I bought my house, was quite easy. Eleven years ago, simple. That's right. And the grand flat could be a good option for a long term thing. You know, it could be their starting house, and then they move on to their home, and then it becomes the rental investment for you. Yeah, because we did do another one. We did a, it wasn't a granny flat, it was actually a bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And the parents were going to move into that and their kids and their family moving into their main house. Why not? Exactly. It's creative thinking and I like that because you're all helping the family out either way. That's exactly right, yes. Because children need that kind of support at times, don't they? And how cool is it the grandkids could be there more with the grandparents? Yes. If you all get on happy, I think it's great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, built-in babysitters. Wacko. Grandparents are amazing. <laughs> Spoil them and send them back. Yeah. It's not even a bad thing. Like, <laughs> they both, the children and the grandparents love it equally, so. Yeah, you know, that's brilliant. So the granny flats, lots to um, take away from that. 
And of course, we need to reiterate that it's still, uh, I suppose the, the Granny Flat is still, we need to consider landslip and planning overlays and bushfire and all of those things that are still relevant. And those relevant. rotten little things, those pipes under the ground. Sewer pipes, which Sewer, are water. always in an awkward location when you're wanting to put something in your backyard. And they're not always uh, on your title. That's exactly yeah, right. So, but so it's much easier in terms of uh, permits. Yeah. But, of course, it's still a new residence, so we still yeah. need to look into all of those things fully. Uh, but most of those things can be assessed at the beginning of the project. Well, that's what we do, isn't it? We assess it. That's right. Can you put it there or can't you? Suitability for your block. Yeah. And access. Do the site analysis. That's exactly right. Make sure that you can get a driveway past your house. Mm. You know, if, if you're driving up to the granny flat, yeah. it's important to you. Make sure there's not a sewer running diagonally through the back of your block. And it does happen. It does. Absolutely it does. And it's, it can be devastating if you've you know, put a lot of thought into this project and to realise that it's... Impossible. Yes. Yeah. We don't like to be part of that either. Well, it's not impossible. You can move the sewer. Have you moved a sewer? Yes. Have you really? Yeah, serious. That's a lot of pain and expensive, but got a result. If you have to do it. The client was happy to do it at the time. Oh, good. But it was some serious coin and a pain in the neck. No offence against the sewer authority because they actually take ownership. It was was a lot of work. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It's, know, actually easier to move, resort, it's actually easier it? to move a house than it is to move a sewer line. Is it? Yeah. Goodness. So we try and avoid that. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah, check yeah. where it is. Work around what you've got. Yeah, sorry, yeah. digressing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, in particular, in new subdivisions and things like that, they're generally quite good. And they're oh, in yes, very practical much so. locations and generally within the easement and, dare say... Generally within the easement. within the middle Blows of the Blows my easement, mind when they're nice. not. Yeah. So it someone's happens. lied. <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> so what about with, um, you've talked about the, uh, a 60 metre squared mm. size limit yes. on granny flats. So how does that work in terms of, you know, does it still have to have your private open space like normal units do or are there restrictions on having turning circles or anything like that, like with multi-res or how does it differ? No, it does not because the granny flat is... A dwelling which is associated with the existing residence. So in regards to a multi-res development, you have to show turning and parking because they're different. They're completely different. They're separate. So you live in each. Whereas with a granny flat, because you're expected to share these items, so parking can be shared, services are shared, so you don't have to provide turning circles necessarily to the granny flat on its own. So if you are parking for the existing residence... The granny flat just shares the parking for the residents that's already there. Wow, so it does seem a, a little bit simpler in many ways than what it would be to, say, strata and do a unit. Mm. Oh, by the way, you're not allowed strata. With a granny flat? Yeah. As a catch. Yeah, right. To use it as a multi-residential, yes. Otherwise, the council will, will most councils make you turn it into multi-residential and it yeah. may not work. And then you do need to consider your private open space. But again, a granny flat... Traditionally, they're used by members of the family, so it's not unrealistic to think that they might share the private open space or they might even share a washing line, something like that. Whereas multi-res developments, it's very clear that they are separate and you have to have all of your own uh, amenities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's a... Uh... But depending on your land size, of course, it doesn't mean that your granny flat doesn't have its own little patch of grass that becomes their garden. Sure, and it's we've come across that. I mean, we, we did a, 
a recent photo shoot of a property where they had their own sort of little courtyardy sitting area yeah. for their granny flat, which was kind of cool. And it was quite a separate space to what the main house was, which was really nice for the, you know, the elderly lady that was living there. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of options available. That's right. And again, it's just about being really clever and creative about how you're using these spaces. A lot like when you're designing any residence, though, any house for, for people, you know, you try to work out exactly what it is that they need and tailor it specifically to them. So whether that's garden spaces and, well, it all works together, doesn't it? Oh, very much so. It's just listening to the customer to understand them. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It's the hardest and best part of the job all rolled into one. <laughs> How true is that? Yes. But very rewarding when, you know, you get to visit a client in the, on site and, you know, you can tell that they just love the space that they've created. You know, we've all created and they can talk to you about it and they, you know, they can tell you all about the process, even though you know because you're part of the process. But it's lovely to hear it from their perspective as well because they've invested so much into this that they know so much about it and they're so excited and proud of it and that's when you know you've probably done quite a good job. Yeah, yeah the joy. That, that yeah. is the joy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So what are the take-homes for anyone that's looking to build a granny flat in their backyard? What you are know the what I'm going to say. Do your research. <laughs> Every week, do your research. But we do a lot of research for the customer. We do. And we're happy to do that before we start the project. Absolutely. We do it anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. Just ask us. That's right. If you're unsure, come and ask us. Yeah. And just do research. It's because we do it all the time. And if we don't know, we know who to ask. That's right. Every block is different, isn't it? Like you think you've got things sorted out and then you'll find something that's different with this block. Yeah. Keeps yeah. you on your toes. Yeah, oh, very much so. I could say about brand new lots too, you know. when Oh, an easement popped up. Yeah. Once they got their title, they didn't know about it. That's yeah. pretty rude. But that's yeah. beyond not so much the granny flat, that's when you new builds, but even with when you look at that granny flat or even if you're putting a pool or a shed or an alfresco into the backyard, you've got to find out what's out there underneath but also what's around and also what limitations you have. That's what we're looking for is what is your limitations to do what you want to do. That's right. And so much information is readily available now uh, over the last few years in particular with its plan build. Mm. Is that correct? Yeah, where you can type That's in... That's a Tasmanian thing. A Tasmanian thing, yes. Where you can type in your address and it will come up with all of the planning overlays that might concern your block, where the sewer is located. Basically, most of the information that you need. If you're in a bushfire-prone area, if you... if Oh, we love that. A bushfire report is going to be a requirement for you. Uh, Landslip. It will come up with all of that in a report. And you, know, you might not understand all of that, but... To see the sewer, it's a big red line through your property. So it's, you know, they it's certainly... The big red line. Yeah, the big red line. And it's a free resource, I think. It's not amazing. everyone knows, but, but it is a free resource. A lot of the governments are very good at providing quality information. Yeah. Sometimes it has to be verified, but at least you know roughly where to look. Well, that's right. You, you can't scale the sewer off that drawing. No. You still have to have it located if you're going to be reasonably close to mm. it. But at least it gives you a really good indication initially if... Something might be possible or not. Yeah. And it takes like five seconds. It's amazing. Yeah, for, well, we know, but we know what we're looking for because we deal with it all day, every day. Yes. 
check and double check. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So takeaways, <laughs> research. Do your research. <laughs> but talk to your designer, your architect. They can guide you on all this type of stuff. That's what they do. Yeah, come in and chat to us. If you can't tell, we love to talk about granny flats. Oh, amongst everything else, building. <laughs> <laughs> we love. I love ideas. Yeah. Can you do this? Can I do this? That's you love out. solving problems too. Yeah, so I yeah, think you take it as a personal challenge at times. <laughs> yeah. It is fun. It's satisfying when you fight when you're yeah. able to uh, come up with a solution. I thought I like things to be a little bit more simple. <laughs> yeah, I oh, don't, like don't a clear path from the beginning. Yeah, clear path is very nice. Yes. All right, we might wrap it up there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, Alicia, for our podcast. Thank you for having me. And thank you once again, Frank Geskus. Thanks, Amelia. And we'll see you all again next week. See ya. Until next time. You're listening to the Building Design Primetime Podcast.